What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the show. Um, we had a great week on Wednesday. We got to march in the 4th of July parade. It was pretty cool. We um, got to meet a lot of you and a lot of the, the listeners, a lot of the Facebook page followers, that kind of thing. A lot of the people from the uh, restaurant review groups knew, knew who we were. So thanks for saying hello. So this next week is going to be really interesting. Uh, Dunwoody is about to explode. The village overlay code is about to get rewritten. On Tuesday, there is a planning commission meeting at City Hall. Make sure you're there if you care one way or another. A lot of folks, most of our fans, want, you know, they're younger people, and we want some some cool restaurants. Um, The only way that we're going to get those cool restaurants is through changing this village overlay code. The Williamsburg look will be no more. At least that's what we're hoping, so... Make sure you're there. Make sure you have your, you know, let your voice be heard one way or another. If you're a fan of the Village Overlay Code, that's cool too. Just show up. Now on to the show. This is Paul Ollinger. He, we met him at the Kings Down Throwdown, a party that Justin threw in his neighborhood. Epic party that Justin threw in his neighborhood. Uh, so Paul was the one that put all the show together, got all the comedians to come out, and we really had a good time. So it was nice to meet him. We thought we'd have him on the show. You know, doesn't have that much to do with Dunwoody, but grew up here, so. We're going to uh, try to make it Dunwoody-themed. Hope you enjoy. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Hey, welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. I'm here with Matt, the realtor, and Paul Olinger. No, I'm just kidding. Ollinger? Ollinger. There we go. Yes. Paul was kind enough to be at uh, my backyard for the big neighborhood block party. He was. You were the lead comedian, head comedian there? I was the coordinating comedian. It's coordinating? Is that actually yeah, the term? Well, I, no, it was just oh. the person who... Well, yeah. I coordinated. The guy that... I coordinate with the comics, yeah. <laughs> I was contacted... Through Kate? I told Kate... Kate was like, I got a guy. Yeah. I was her guy. I'm the guy that got the other comics to come. And I started and I finished. So I was sort of coordinating. I was a little worried, actually, because I think that all started in February. And she was like, okay, well, we need to pay him. And I was like, the block party's not till like, May something. I was like, this is... Well, it's not like you gave me your credit card number. It's like to hold the deposit. (laughs) I guess that's true. I need 30,000 Bitcoin (laughs) encrypted. Or I'm not performing at your damn party <laughs> yeah so i was like man this guy wants to get paid like four months before the gig i don't know I didn't it's just... tell her that i All told right. her just let's just just make sure that somebody will have some money so these poor working comics get right. compensated for ubering to outside the perimeter right right and that was my whole feeling too i was like we get tons of money that night just from cash donations you know so we'll give it to to them then but and by the way you gave us a great deal I it guess, was a lot of fun we yeah. had a great time it was yeah. really cool yeah right. you did a good job something you did a good job and i feel like we've started backyard comedy in dunwoody now it wasn't a thing before i don't think right no it wasn't yeah which is something we should talk about like anybody that's sure. listening that wants to have like a you know like let's say 40 50 people at their party they could easily hire or a like, hundred or a thousand right right uh, yeah within reason you i'm know. willing to perform in front of more than 40 people right i you, have in fact but the pay should be scaled appropriately <laughs> to the number of people. But I'm saying, like, for 50 people, right, yes. let's say you hire two comedians for 300 bucks or something, you know. Or, or $50,000. But, yeah, 300 <laughs> is probably a good place to start. Yeah. What's the biggest show you did? Was that that Jeff Dunham thing? Uh, I've Yeah, well, I performed in front of 1,100 people at the Los Angeles Ad Club Awards last week or two weeks ago. That's and, cool. And, and um, at the Hilton ballroom in beverly hills which was pretty cool 
probably it was probably like fifteen hundred in front for Jeff Dunham. Yeah, that was really fun too. To yeah, that's like on a that was your SEO right there. If, yeah, Jeff you, Dunham. <laughs> you walk out. That's right. You walk out and it's like, oh wow, you're looking at all these like a wall of people, and then the sound is so good. Yeah, you like look around for a second. And go, Wait, what? Is that me talking? <laughs> I don't, I'm not used to having sound like that. Yeah. I'm used to some crappy mic that cuts in and out. You know? Like we have, probably. Yeah. Uh, all right. Justin, you got to get a little closer on yours. Do spot. I really? There you go. Um, De- Jeff Dunham's the puppet guy, right? Uh, yeah. He's a ventriloquist. Oh, okay. Yeah. This He's is a funny, though. Ago. He's This guy makes tens and tens of millions of dollars a year. Yeah. He's probably so one of the biggest comics. Selling out though. arenas. He's one of the biggest drawing comics in the world. And that you, was at a young age for you. I mean, as a that was comic, comedian. twelve years ago. But then I got engaged and put my tail between my legs and went back to the corporate world. It happens. Wait, back to the the. I mean, I can call it puppet, right? Even if it. The, what do I call that? <laughs> they're ventriloquy. They're vin, oh the, like the puppets are puppets. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But do you, does he have backup dummies? Do you know <laughs> he, what I'm saying? Like in case someone does. steals one. Yeah. Like, well, that's, a, that's that's probably his biggest. If you're doing a SWAT analysis, I wonder if they're his, insured. Do you think they're insured? Threat. Very, very highly. Yeah. Um, he makes them himself. Like it would, Should, <laughs> it seems like himself. a waste of time. It seems he seems like you he could pay somebody to make them. Well, but he, I think he enjoys the craft of dummy crafting. Yeah. Who should knew that was pe- a niche? But should we tell people that I grew up in Dunwoody? I guess we should. Yeah, yeah, well, let's get to Dunwoody. Yeah. yeah. So keep it to Dunwoody. Like, from here on why out? are we talking? This guy showed up at a party drunk. And he got on. He got invited to be on a podcast. Yeah. Well, you're a comedian. We figured you'd be the funniest person to ever be on the show. And so, I, well, I, I'll no do pressure. My, I'll do my best. But it's not that I'll hard. I'll do my best. We're not that funny. I don't think I don't we've know. had anybody else funnier. Uh, I'm laughing. You just can't hear it. Right <laughs> you laugh at everything. Yeah, that guy talking about the new crosswalk on Womack <laughs> was a stitch. Well, I'll talk about like a stabbing, and he's laughing his ass off. Wait, him. actually, can we? <laughs> Yeah, don't Already cursing. There was no stabbing. All right, all right. Well, that actually little... got cut from the episode. That was the last episode I had to cut it. Are you kidding me? No. Had to that, cut my it. whole thing got cut from that. The whole thing got cut. All right. Here, listen, this is what happened. Like, Mill Glenn? What? Yeah. Two weeks ago, a girl said she got robbed at knife point. Okay. Now, here's the description. And she was just walking down the street, daytime, like from the pool. Mill Glenn neighborhood. 12-year-old girl. Okay. Here was the description of it. Gold van. Stopped. A black guy got out. He had a mohawk, no shirt on. He had a scar on his chin. It was Mr. T. An inch long scar. It was B.A. Baracus. <laughs> That's ex- exactly what I said. It's like, it's, it, I don't know. It seems a little too perfect, right? It seems like you're questioning a 12-year-old girl, too, so. Yeah, right. No, I'm not, I'm not. Don't pay to go there. That. Let's All not right. do that. Yeah, I We know. actually left that. It was the stabbing that was taken out. I have a feeling this is going to get cut, too. Yeah, this will probably get there cut. There was no out. stabbing. Oh, that stabbing. Yeah, we had no. to cut that. Yeah. Because you laughed. It was a little too raw. <laughs> it's just you laughing at everything. Oh, all right. All right. So let's talk about Dunwoody. Yeah. So got... uh, should we do a Dunwoody quiz? Yeah. We haven't done a quiz on the show since like episode three. Okay. All right. You ready for this one? Yeah, let's do it. How many tennis courts does the Dunwoody Country Club have? Oh, that's a great question. This is where we insert in the music. You know, too. well, let me put it this way. Let me go back. When I was 11, I threw up. On the table in the dining room at the Dunwoody Country Club. Heck yeah, these are the stories. We're so, looking for. Yeah. so I'm I'm intimately familiar with the Country Club. Nice. Um, no, I wasn't drinking. I at had 10? A, I had no. some bug. I had a bug, and it was at lunch. And I still would like to apologize to the waiter. Put it on the Spalding family tab. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Um, how many tennis courts? I'm going to go with 
18. Whoa, that's way more than I thought you were going to guess. But you've been there. I've never actually been to the country club. Matt, you want to Never been to the country club. How many do you think it is? 10. 14. So I think I'd say that is a pretty good guess. I think over wins. On I've that never, one. but I've never played tennis there. I played golf there once. It's a lovely course. It's yeah. a lovely course. All right, uh, Dunway is named after the son of John Dunwoody or the Dun D U N N settlement that claimed this area as their woods. No idea. I, I don't know. I mean, you, it's uh, one. <laughs> the John Dunwoody thing, right? Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, John of Dunwoody. <laughs> Only because you mentioned it before. Who's John no Dunwoody? I don't know, but his son What's has his this crazy name? name I can't remember. I just remember his dad's <laughs> name was just John Dunwoody. It was like a handful of names. Yeah, awesome. it was like Charles See, I'd like Archibald. to know now I'm going to have to go to Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, we'll look it up. If you're driving, don't open your phone to go to Wikipedia. We'll put it in the notes. Find... Yeah, because it is after July 1st. That law went into effect, right? It yeah. did. did. All right, here's a good... This is actually... I think our viewer, I think our listeners are really going to want to know this one. Can you build a detached deck on your property without a building permit? Detached, by the way. I'm going to say no. Matt, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm going to say no as well. Well, we talked to the building inspector last week, so yeah, that's a... Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, man. He said no. All right. What um, if you perform on it? Are you in trouble if you perform on the deck? Ooh, that's a good mm-hmm. question. Are you allowed it's to It's not have a deck, it's a stage. Yeah, it's a stage. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is a good stage, though, really. Yeah. Okay, you grew up in my neighborhood. How close is the Georgetown Pool to 285? uncomfortably close mm. i'm gonna go the pool itself yeah it's it's a hundred yards matt what do you think i think it's less than that the correct answer is nowhere near 285 it's a great pool and you'll never notice that this... <laughs> <laughs> all right did you guys ever replace the the knee-high grape dispenser in the office you still have that Does it... i don't think we do have that Wait, what's can a, I still what's... get Mr. Pib in a rusty tin can there? <laughs> Actually, my kid figured out that if you put uh, if you put a dime into the machine uh-huh. and then you hit the change return, it gives you back a quarter. So then all, that's all the... day long, I'll do that's like investing in Google Ads. Yeah. As I told I mean, him, like, I was like, that's, yeah, that's a very that's a high ROI. So I'm not then... sure what it is, but I'm all day long. So the next day, all these kids are bringing in dimes and just <laughs> banging it up. All right, so... Yeah, we, we need more here? members like that, for sure. Right. Uh, the Dunwoody on-off ramp for the proposed 285 elevated lanes, which we just told you about. Okay. So you probably get this wrong. Will be A, by Georgetown, B, by Perimeter Mall, or C, nowhere in Dunwoody. The on-off lanes. Um, to get on... It's probably going to be, like, in Doraville. Man, Matt, you are I think there's one at the Perimeter Mall, though, right? No. No? That's that's why I heard there's none in Dunwoody at all. Okay. So that's the issue. If your car breaks down midway, who goes and saves you? Where Dornville you, police or Dunwoody police? I don't care about that as much as like, where do you get off of that exit? That That's a pretty, Perimeter Mall should be an exit for that lane. Right? Oh, I thought it what, wasn't going to be. I mean, what better exit than that? I don't know. That's where everybody's going to well, go. Well, Perimeter Mall will probably be closed by the time this thing gets finished. <laughs> Not close. That's I had some <laughs> very important things in my life happen in Perimeter Mall. Did you throw up there? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. We joke around about it closing just yeah. to get some sort of I don't know some security guards. We named it. we named one of the episode is per, uh, Perimeter Mall closing. And yeah. It was the the most searched episode. So I bet it was. Oh, it was so nice... that's that's all we got to do to make his episode number one. We it's, just yeah, put right. on just there. say something crazy. Yeah. Perimeter well, no. Mall. It's no North Lake. 
Ooh. 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 <laughs> I used to scoop ice cream at the Hagen Dazs at Perimeter yeah. Mall. Uh, our, yeah. Paul does not have the same views as us. <laughs> Anything you hear on the show. Yeah, these are his own opinions. I've spent. Did you ever work at Perimeter Mall? Uh, no, I did not. Did you ever work no, at Perimeter Mall? close to it. Did you ever bust tables at the Hands across from Perimeter Mall in the 80s? No, like you, you did may not. Have. No, you did not. I've earned the right to say whatever I want about Perimeter Mall and Park Place across the street. Oh, all right. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I guess you have that right, don't you? Before I got all fancified with your open-air markets and did... fidelity outlets. <laughs> did you ever leave a job for, like, 50 cents more an hour? <laughs> I traded up. Right. <laughs> that's a 10% raise, man. Did yeah. I? I don't think I did. Because I heard that that's, that's all these mall employees just go from one store to the next because it's like they get offered a quarter more and they're like, I'm done. I think once you go to the mall, you don't leave the mall either. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of in that cycle. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it would be a fascinating documentary. You should <laughs> put the next three years of your life into that project. Yeah, probably better than this project. It's kinda... There was a Gorin's ice cream and sandwich shop. Mm. It's good ice cream. Back tucked, I think it was tucked back where the Dunwoody Library was or is. Really? I believe that's where it was, yeah. Behind the old Hickory House, kind of. Yeah. All right, Do well. you know of the old Hickory House? Oh, yeah, yeah, that closed down. That's a bank now. Yeah, right. Of course it is. Well, it has Who wants good barbecue in the middle of Dunwoody? All right, here's <laughs> a you question. you can have another bank. That's true. How many banks do you think are in Dunwoody? Like investment banks or like Just bank <laughs> banks? <laughs> like Crap. You know Morgan, what? <laughs> Morgan Stanley and Spalding. Um, I don't know. No idea. You know what? No, 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 he said that. 15. I have no idea either. Yeah, you I mean, don't know? I think it's 15. Is it more than the number of tennis courts at the Dunwoody Country Club? <laughs> or pizza place? Because that's really yeah. the, that's sort of the inflection point that I look for. It's if I'm going to live in a community, it better have more banks than tennis courts. Right, damn it. Right. The two go hand in hand. I sure. Think. Yeah. Kind of. I think the answer is it's always one more than the last time we asked that question. So you have to listen to all of the shows to find out. Um, yeah. All right. Will the Brook Run Amphitheater have assigned seating to show Star Wars movies in the summertime? Who wants to go see a, a movie in the summertime outside in Dunwoody? You know, I guess the time, does, the time doesn't really matter. The season doesn't really matter. Oh. Um, will it have assigned seating? Well, I would assume it's going to have some title sponsors who will get premium seating. The answer is no. no. There's no okay. seats. It's just More importantly, be... will they have comedy at the Brook? run that's what we were thinking yeah will you do it will you uh absolutely they are gonna rent it out i already asked them yeah how many we're gonna have our wayne's world concert oh yeah yeah you know wayne's world 2 uh i know wayne's world 2 remember the concert they had all (laughs) started with a small radio show didn't it though Mm -hmm. did you know that wayne's world one was basically a cautionary tale for everything we're doing here yeah right before the word podcast yeah that's true Mm. we are in your basement by Mm. the way game on (laughs) All right, I think we need to get... All right, right. that's enough done, Woody. Let's talk to Paul now. So, Paul, you worked in corporate America. I did. I guess that's considered corporate America. And then you moved on out of that to do comedy. Tell us about your past. Wait a second. Is Facebook corporate America? Because you worked over there. You worked for Yahoo. I did. Well, so let's go way back. All right, let's go way back. Let's go to 1506 Rochelle Drive, which is how Dunwoody, which is why I'm even relevant here today. So I grew up in Dunwoody, went to St. Pius High School. And then went away to college um, because my parents were very committed to Catholic education. So I did 12 years of Catholic education, as did my other five brothers and sisters as well. Holy cow. Oh, wow. So 
total up those tuition bills. Um, Still paying for them, probably. <laughs> um, anyway, so grew up here, then went off to college and wanted to go into corporate America. Um, I did. I told jokes at a at a talent show in business school and got bit by the comedy bug, and and I was like, hey, I think I want to be a comedian. But I have eighty thousand dollars in tuition debt, <laughs> so Oops. I don't think I'm going to be able to be a comedian. So and then I thought I made this compromise with myself. I want to go into either TV or movies on the business side because surely somebody will be in a meeting and recognize my talent while I'm presenting a PowerPoint. And you can be real funny then. You right? can be funny in the PowerPoint. PowerPoint is depends which font you're using. Yeah. <laughs> I, Wingdings is my favorite. Oh, hilarious um, one, yeah. Yes. Um, no one will hook you off the stage either if you're just doing PowerPoint comedy. As long as you're bringing in the money. So I went, so they wouldn't hire, I couldn't get a job in TV or, or, or radio, or sorry, TV or not or radio either, or the studios. And so I thought, hey, this internet thing is interesting. It might turn into something. That was in 1997. And I got a job with a little music website called launch.com. And that's how I got into the internet business. Four years later, Yahoo bought launch.com with change that Jerry Yang found in his couch. <laughs> and um, that's how I got to be an employee at Yahoo for the first time. But the comedy thing never died. I always want, it was still always in the back of my head. I took a comedy class in 2001 and I started doing open mics and stuff. And then four years later, when I was able to pay off my student loans, I was like, all right, I'm going to go give comedy a full swing. How'd that work out? Well, for two years, I hosted at the Improvs in Orange County, California. That's cool. So I was getting... worse worst places to be. I was opening for David Tell, Norm MacDonald, Bob Saget, Roseanne Barr, Jeff Dunham, big, big acts. Um, and after two years, I was okay, but it wasn't like I was going to... I was tearing up the comedic ranks, and I just got engaged, and I was like, oh, I might have to get another job. And um, That's what women do. Oh, yeah. Women prefer employed husbands. I don't mean to overgeneralize or be sexist, but I think that I'm pretty safe by saying that. Well, they yeah. also want you around after like 5 p.m. You it's know? weird, yeah. yeah. They don't like podcasts either most of the time. Yeah. There's not a lot of like daytime comedy gigs. You don't think your spouses are like, oh, great news. My husband just started a podcast. Super supportive. It's but... going to be. <laughs> I'm so excited. Finally. He's doing what he wants to do with yes. his life. We have made zero money from this. Yeah. and we'll see. There'll be like 20,000 minutes to listen to it. I'll know my wife has listened to like I 30 think, seconds. Yeah, Sasha's might, never listened to one. I think I might have to uh, use that on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're never going to hear a woman say that. But um, We own anything that's talked about. Sure you do. Sure you do. Well, use it in your next comedy show. Um, so He can never be a comedian. He laughs too damn much. Yeah. Listen to him. Yeah, I'm just I'm laughing at my own jokes. I yeah. Yeah. So I so I got engaged. So I was engaged, and I didn't want to be a deadbeat comic husband, you know, living off his wife. Um, and um, why not? About that, that time, about that time, I got a call from former uh, friends of mine who were running sales at face at Facebook. They were from Yahoo, and asked me if I wanted to join the company, more or less, or uh, asked me to interview. And I thought, well, hey, someday this company could be as big as MySpace. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Uh, and if you've ever heard me on any other podcasts, you've heard that joke before. <laughs> um, so that's how that's how that's how I got started at, at Facebook, and I worked there for four years. And they asked me to move from Los Angeles uh, up to headquarters in the Bay Area. And my mom was was uh, sick back here, and my wife was on bed rest with our second child. And I was just like, if I'm moving anywhere, I'm going home. And so, and I always wanted to come back to Atlanta. And so, I dragged my wife back here seven years ago, and 
five years ago, she forgave me. <laughs> <laughs> it took a little while. It was, well, it's, you know, new baby, new town, husband with a no job event. Oh, I left Facebook shortly thereafter, so she had me around all the time, which didn't help matters. Yeah. Yeah, just, that's a pretty major part of your life that you just left out. Yeah, I left Facebook. Oh, I was that is Facebook. that okay to leave Facebook? Well, have you forgiven yourself? I, or, you know, had I known, life? had I known, I knew it was going to be bigger than MySpace. I didn't know it was going to be worth five hundred billion dollars when yeah. I left. I probably would have Did it give you sucked a, it up for another year or two. How many people were there when you were there? Take when I guess. started, there were about two hundred and fifty employees. Wow! And when I left, there were probably three thousand, and now there's probably twelve thousand. I could be off by a lot, but crazy but i mean it's grown like i mean when i started there were uh every month facebook got 25 million unique users today that number is over a billion and um the monthly users i think are over 2 billion i mean the 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 dailies the dailies could or the monthlies could be like 1.5 billion now i mean like the growth has just been unprecedented oh i'm checking stunning. my facebook right now right you just well, had me thinking so about it. I, was all like, I gotta listeners, know right so um yeah so it's, it was an incredible place to be and um you know uh i made the best decisions i could make at the time with the information that i had and and eventually i uh i, I didn't run out and start doing comedy right away it was I, I i tried to i started a blog writing kind of trying to do like uh, a version of the onion for technology and that worked okay for a while. And then I realized how incredibly hard it is to get noticed in the vast, right. infinite sea of content on the internet. And, and I got scared. I went back. I took another job. And I did that for a year. And then the one thing that job convinced me of was like, I don't. I, what I want to do is do comedy and, and write full time. And I'm going to have to go figure it out. And that was almost four years ago. And I'm just getting to the point where it feels like I'm starting to know what I'm doing. That's cool. Yeah. yeah well, Dudes like me are hiring you for backyard parties. I feel like you've made it. Seriously, <laughs> three hundred bucks once a year. What do you, I mean, like, who can't live on that? Hey, you do one of those a day. Yeah. Right, that's right. <laughs> one a weekend. That's right. No, that was a lot of fun. And I mean, you know, look, we've I've, I'll do anything from, you know, performing in front of four people at an open mic at eleven o'clock on a Sunday, you know, to doing these other great gigs that are, um, you know, that I mentioned before, and then. There's great comedy in Atlanta with places like the Laughing Skull where I perform probably eight times a month. The Punchline has a great room, um, and then there's all these. What else uh, is the, there? There's yeah. well, there's there's bar shows happening all over the city. I did three bar shows last week. That's cool. One at Sweetwater Brewery, one at Orpheus Brewing Company, and one at Three Taverns in Decatur, and they were all fun. And but I mean, but you know, some of these shows have. 150, 200 people that show up on a Monday night. That three tavern show was down in Decatur was packed and the crowd was on fire. I mean, it was amazing. So there's all these. They make some good beer too. There's delicious beer at all these places. I mean, like I'm a big fan of Sweetwater and and the Rowdy something IPA at uh, Three Taverns was quite delicious. Matt, have you been to the Laughing Skull? Yeah. Oh, okay. I went to see your friend Trevor perform. Oh, it was it ago. was that night. So mm-hmm. we were walking in, and there's and a Margaret show. Yeah, and there was a sign that said like two drink minimum, you know. And uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, and you know she's like, oh. So you had four drinks. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> what I, I go to the waitress. I was like, oh, she's pregnant. And the waitress goes, well, you're drinking for her. <laughs> Guess so. Here's the keys. <laughs> is, is the uh, is the stage still like that where it just goes straight up? 
At the Laughing Skull? Yeah. It's a, well, it's a tight room. Like 10 years ago. They've done some really great work in that room to make it as accommodating and uh, um, audience-friendly and comedian-friendly as it can be. Marshall, the owner, is a good buddy of mine, and he really cares about comedy, and he wants people to come in and leave thinking, that was awesome, why don't we do this more often? And and the environment is really good. The, com- the quality of the comedy in Atlanta is way, way better than I ever imagined it would be coming from L.A. and New York. Yeah. I what's mean, a, like, sorry, what's a comedian unfriendly room like? Like, I can't, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Well, I, I, I can't, I'm not gonna mention any specific ones because I'll, there... I'll work the unfriendly ones too. <laughs> but um, you know, I, um, and I'm not even talking about any anything here. But you know, there there are certain dynamics that really work in comedy, and that's when people seat the 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 crowd tight in, in front of the stage and you know try to reduce distractions in the room and there's some rooms where literally you'll be on stage and the bar has you know two widescreen TVs playing the the NBA playoff game you know right. at, at a at a 45 degree angle from the stage and you're like wait can we turn those off yeah. for like an hour maybe <laughs> You know, like you, the 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 whole idea is to is to have everybody focused in the same direction, so you can build some continuity and some a relationship between the performer and the audience. And to do that, you you limit distractions. But but some clubs don't seem to want to prioritize that. You just need a universal remote that you just kind of bring up and just click that on. <laughs> right, right. That'd be funny. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like a like the back room had like spikes or something on the wall that you oh. have to like duck or I don't know. Well, no, I mean that some you know I, I I've, there's a specific club out of town that that the you know the green room is a storage room and you know it's like you can sit on you, you know some giant rolls of toilet paper from Costco and livestock. You know, <laughs> the dirty mop bucket is right next to it. And it's like wow, I feel so welcome here. <laughs> You know, it's like that. That's that's a club that hasn't put a lot of effort into creating a good environment, so the comics go. I felt really comfortable. I was literally comfortable, <laughs> not like emotionally comfortable. I mean, like, I had a seat. I could sit on something for two hours between shows. I did actually think about it for the backyard gig. I thought about bringing couches out there, but it seemed like a whole lot of work for one Boxing night. It yeah. Off, yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys yeah. were kind enough to provide uh, uh, refreshment for the comedians, and you were very generous with them, and we all appreciated it very much. Most importantly, people were ready to have a good time. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. the that's the look. Everybody's everything looking forward else, to y'all. Listen, if you're standing up and, and you know, look at like uh, Johnny Cash performing at Folsom Prison, right? Like, I mean, probably didn't have a great green room. <laughs> you know, so is that mob closet you're that, talking about? But that exactly. You can't imagine what happens in that mob oh. closet. So <laughs> the the crowd was so into it because they just were grateful for the performance, and that's what you, as a performer, that's what you want. I mean, like the a, a nice amenity, a nice place to sit down, a good meal, a few beers. That's all nice to have. But what you care about, what you're going to leave remembering is. Was that crowd ready to have a good time? Yeah. And did I? And and because if they're having a good time, you're gonna have a good time as a performer. Well, and you did suggest the getting those seats that were brought up from the pool, but that helped a lot. Basically, having those like four or five rows on the deck. 
Yeah. And they were tightly put together. So, yeah, it kind of made people, like, they're not going to get up and wander around. Well, that, I, I that, was that guy wandering around the back, and you moved me up to the front. I'm glad I did. It was funny. The first couple guys, I was like, all right, all right, I'm down for this. Well, you know, you don't, if you're going to have a 90-minute comedy show, that that's a seated experience. That's, that's something you want to be seated for mm-hmm. so that you're not standing up, you know, my back's tired, my feet hurt or whatever. Or if you're standing up already, you're inclined to wander off and... So the dynamics, the physical dynamics of a room or a deck are important in sort of putting, putting yourself in line for success. I did shush a guy. Did you? Yeah, I told you that, right? Was he, I that guy? No. I think oh, that drunk guy. Yeah, 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 drunk guy. I was like, shh. He deserved to get that shushed. Drunk guy. That <laughs> he almost fell down your hill. <laughs> 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 he dropped a bottle of Jack and it like rolled down the hill. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. We should have just. It was a fun outing. The King's Down Throwdown. <laughs> Gave him the hobo throw out, you know. Yeah. Now, now booking, down taking reservations for 2019, the King's Down Throwdown. King's I down mean, throw are you going to do it? Are you in? Uh, sure, yes, all absolutely. Right. All new material? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, they always said anything about new material. I'll, I'll host and then, you know, not do the 30 I did at the end and let somebody else close. You know, and I think I could find some more money this year. I liked your 30 at the end, though. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Thanks. Because the other guys, they had, they had more time, and I felt like I got to you know know them a little bit better yeah. than you coming out for just a couple minutes, and then the next yeah. guy coming out. So you needed the last thirty minutes. Fun. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Yeah. Is that a wrap for today's show? Is that you, Village Mill? Where are you? Yeah. Where, where... Where's Village Mill and all this? Do you want to talk about the party? Oh yeah, we do, uh, and you should just come to this. It's yeah. uh, it's an interpool party. Wait, wait. Up. This is the announcement. Nobody guess, knows about this, I think this, we right? can talk about it. Right, yeah. And nobody it. listens to our podcast, so that's fine. It's, Very few. Yeah, you yeah. heard it here first, or right. didn't hear it. <laughs> you fast-forwarded through it first. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you asleep, wake up. Uh, August 25th, well, it's really August 24th through 26th, we're going to have a three-pool party. So Georgetown the first night, family-friendly. Second night, adults only, at Village Mill. Okay, we're going to have a band, we're going to have a comedian. Um, Hank Denson, good guy, right? Oh, he's you know? great. He's yeah. excellent. Uh, and it's an 80s cover band, catered food. So there's going to be a little bit of a charge for the weekend of fun. And the morning after, Sunday morning is going to be Bloody Mary breakfast over at uh, Vermac. So three, only, three pools, three days. Three pools, three days. Uh, rockthewoody.com. There's nothing there yet, but there will be probably as soon as we get this show up. This right? is an early announcement. Crap. Now I got to make the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So save the date. August 25th is the big night. Yeah. Everybody's invited? Well, if you're listening to the podcast, yeah, you're okay. invited. So yeah, our right. Fifty, yeah. hundred listeners might. Yeah, two guys, <laughs> <laughs> two fat guys are gonna show up. Yeah. Let's tell them it's a toga party. Anyway, oh, then yeah. we'll know who the podcast listeners were. Toga. Mm, they toga. show up in a toga, and everyone else is like, "What the?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, you in August uh, 25th? I'll have to look at the calendar, but it sounds like a lot of fun. Talk to the boss. Got to talk to the to, to the boss. Yes. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you really for having me. Meeting you. Glad to hook up with you guys. All right. Nice. Yeah, thanks. If you've listened to this far into the show, you should definitely have subscribed to the show. Oh, definitely. Right? Right. Have you subscribed to our show, Justin? Uh, yeah, I'm actually one of our, like... Have you per- ever actually listened to the show after we recorded it? When it's actually popped up on my phone, no, yeah. I have not. Never, yeah. That... But I listen to them before we hear them. So do you though? Uh, I'd say full half the time. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, if you have listened to this far into the show, you should definitely be on the subscribe list. <laughs>